Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We're here to talk about this past week in professional wrestling, which means we're talking about Twitter, apparently. What well, aren't we talking about Twitter, though? I try not to. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to pretend that Twitter doesn't exist, honestly. But I guess we're also talking about Stomping Grounds, because that happened. Sure did. Uh... Ron Smackdown happened. What's up? I don't mean to to spoil things and get into it too quickly here, but I will say, I did almost keep my promise. I did not watch Stomping Ground. Okay, I I watched two matches of Stomping Ground, but after the fact. Okay, fair enough. Uh, But we're also talking about NXT, and this Saturday is Fighter Fest. So we're we're talking AEW. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet having trouble talking today. You know what? Look, man, I had a tooth chip and now they replaced it and I'm still figuring it out. It's not chipped. Yes, true. But also, we're streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online. Check us out there. We are monitoring the chat and our Twitter at the heel turns to send us your questions and your comments and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. What's up? Not much. It's just another week. It's hot. It is hot. I'm tired. You're tired, but good news. But actually, what's that? Next week is the holidays, so... We're gonna do a podcast, right? Well, something's gonna get done. Uh Uh-oh. That's ominous. Something's gonna happen, let's say. I thought we were gonna do a, a live podcast on the beach. I mean, you can if you really want to, but... I'll, I'll do it on my TikTok. Something's gonna happen. Did TikTok do a live video? I don't know. I might have to do Periscope. Also, there's no servers at the beach, so... It's true. Which there shouldn't be, because you should just be on the beach, living it's, your beach life. It's true, I'll be out there getting a tan or something. But anyway, yeah, I'm just saying, July 4th, things might get... Spectacular. That's very ominous, and also, it's not like we do something weird every year for the holiday. Well, you know. You you do know. And everyone out I there mean, should know if they actually follow the weird lore of this podcast. Why do other podcasts have lore again? Because that's how you make it interesting. I don't know. You build these stories that you can tell over and over and call back to over and over. Are we making- Basically... Are we making Owen? Mo- John, are we making movies? No, yes, we are making movies. Okay. Great. I was going to say we're making wrestling, but yeah, I mean, I guess in the parlance we do make movies. Goddamn right. <laughs> it's, that's some good shit. Do you have a video game to discuss, Owen? Uh, I mean, I'm playing Rocket League still. Uh, this is the last week for the first part of the, uh, the 80s event. Yeah, I fell off Rocket League a bit. You should get back in because uh Yeah no. I played some, I played a bunch on Saturday and then yeah, just kinda John, started playing other things. They've had a fucking commercial for the radical summer event during stomping grounds. Eh, it doesn't really surprise me considering that they were advertising on a bunch of shit last year. No, but I mean but what they were advertising, I'm like, yeah, I want at least one of those things. What did they advertise? They said part of the event is uh there's gonna be a Macho Man topper. 
Okay, that's pretty good. It's the bandana and the sunglasses. Okay, so they're doing like a, a wrestling thing, for like a sports eighty sports thing I, for their I, next uh, their next pack. I don't know what is going. I, I don't know if it's going to be part of the culture one or if it's going to be part of the television one because those are the two other sections left. Hmm. But yeah, that's happening, and also a uh, Ultimate Warrior decal, which you know. Not great. That's unfortunate. But if you think of it as the social justice ultimate warrior, then maybe it's okay. Okay, if you yeah, if you think about it as me, uh, you can do that, and you can uh, send royalties to me somehow. I don't know. They'll they'll give you a free decryptor. Fuck that! Give me a key. You can't trade decryptor items. I I opened a few things with those, and I was like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've done it. It's fine. It it works in a pinch. I prefer the golden eggs. Yeah, the golden eggs are great. I got some cool wheels and I got a cool uh, trail. I've only gotten decals out of it. I got one decal. They're I, like cool rare decals, but yeah, I've only gotten decals. Uh, I also well, I guess I do have something to talk about because uh, last weekend was the Rocket League World Championship, which was at the Prudential Center, and I thought about going. Good job. I, I thought about it, but I didn't have anyone to go with, so... Congratulations on considering doing a thing. I watched it on Twitch, though, and if you watch it on Twitch, with your Rocket League account tied to your uh, Twitch account, you have a chance of getting drops, and I got three drops. Not bad. I got a cool uh, avatar border that looks like it's, like, crumbling. Uh, a retro fresh uh, animated banner, which is like all like eighties cool freshness, which I'm wearing, and I got a um, a decal for the uh, one of the supersonic fury cars, the one that you drive. Oh the yeah, Do- that the Dominus. One. Is that I, the yeah, I have the one? Dominus. That's not the one I drive anymore, but that oh. was the one I was rocking for a while. Yeah, I got a. A cool decal that says Rocket League World Championship on the hood, and I, I'm, I'm rocking that right now. So I did see that. Yeah, that was cool. Also, watching professional Rocket League is fucking mesmerizing. Holy shit! Constant aerials and oh man, it's so cool. Can't even imagine how fucking crazy that shit is. It's amazing. Like I've started like just trying to do aerials a lot more because it motivated me, and I've. And getting better at it. Yeah, I've actually gotten a little bit better at aerials this weekend too. I, I, my friend, a uh, couple, couple of my friends were over and we played some Rocket League, and, and uh, one of my friends was giving me pointers on how to do them, and I was like, uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got a few aerial goals and stuff, and aerial saves, which has been neat. So yeah, we should play some Rocket League sometime again when the new, yeah, ma- the new thing starts up. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've been playing other video games, Owen. Uh, tell Which me I mean, about I beat one. two video games. Tell me about two, then, quickly. Okay. I beat Team Sonic Racing. Did you? Be- How did you beat it? It was the story mode. I finished the story mode. I didn't get, like, all the stars on all the tracks or get unlock all the keys, so I haven't unlocked everything, but, like, you, yeah, I have... Do you play as Super I Sonic? No. That's... What? It's the end of a story mode in Sonic and you don't play a Super Sonic? You do not play a Super Sonic. Does it at least play Super Sonic Racing? 
No. Fuck this game. Super, uh, however, Supersonic Racing. Actually, wait, no. It's it's remixed in the uh, the music track for one of the car for one of the tracks. It's uh, it switches between. It's a it's a mix of Sonic. You can do anything and Supersonic Racing. Is, can you feel the sunshine in there? Yes, it is the it is the music that play. It's a, a rock version of it plays when you're uh, when you're doing the, the the gotcha pods. Okay, this this game's okay. Yeah, no, this game is okay. I I still have a lot of misgivings about it. I think that some of the non racing uh, side mission you know missions that you do in the story mode are annoying. But I also thought that about All Stars Transformed. Mm-hmm. I think that. The balance is the the balance is a little bit better than transformed, but it still could use a little bit work. Uh, I hate the upgrade system. I hate that they did the gotcha pods thing. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's especially annoying because like so every cart has you're basically getting par- individual parts for every racer, which is fifteen racers. Every p- racer has eighteen parts that you could deal with. Except here's the thing. Only nine of them are actually, like, different. The other nine are just gold versions. How do you get those? Are they just random? Just random. You don't have to do something special to get the... Fuck off. Nope, just random. Can you put real money into it? No, you cannot. Oh, boy. My time is worth more than my money. Yeah, it's... It's not... It's not a great system. Like, I'm at the point... You know, where I've I've beaten the story mode and, and gotten a lot of the stars and everything. Like, I'm probably, like, 18 stars away from having all of them. Like, I've gotten to the point where, like, I have basically all the base parts for everyone and, like, gold parts for a bunch of people. But, like, it sucks. It's not necessary, but it sucks. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, there's no reason for it. But other than that, I mean, yeah, you know, the racing's good. Like, it's kind of a... It's... It's still a bummer to me that it's like they they fixed some areas of what made the the Transformed game and, like, the other games, like, not, like, very good, but, like, lacking lacking some personality. Like, it seems like they got a little bit of the ways to it, but they also did things like they... A lot of the personalities, like, you know those old games had weapons that were kind of stupid and didn't really make sense for Sega stuff. Like the shells are boxing gloves. Like there's a a lightning bolt thing. Like, you know, it's stuff that doesn't really, it it just feels like it could be any kart racer here. They replace it with the wisps. And I guess that's a Sonic thing, but also it's from the Sonic games that I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and nothing, I don't feel like the Wisps are really, like, super iconic fucking characters here. I mean, yeah, use what you got, sure, but, like, uh, I don't know. That's a bummer. The team racing stuff is fun, but I don't feel like they make great use of it. Um, the, the tracks, like, it's weird. There's There are 21 tracks in the game, and fucking... Nine of them are from fucking All Stars and, and Transformed. Why? Why would they reuse them? I mean, look, they're good tracks. I get it, but also like that's kind of you know. Think about like modern Mario Kart, where you get sixteen brand new tracks 
where like they've been completely like designed for this game using all the new tricks and then 16 fucking tracks that are like from an old game that they've like rebuilt and like re-engineered to be in the, with the new mechanics like they're giving you two games worth of fucking and tracks in like one cart or mm-hmm. and this one it's like they give you less than that in new ones and then they give you a bunch of old ones which sure i mean yeah the last one was seven years ago i guess that's fine but it's also weird when it's literally like entire like course like you know zones basically because there's three three tracks in a zone and like there are three entire zones that are just these are from the old games mm-hmm. that's i don't know that's like bizarre. it's bizarre that it feels like it, it's strange choices that i don't understand why they made but also eh, the game's still fun if you want to if you want to play a kart racer it's it's a good one but the, the it's cr- not a great one, but it's a good one. Crash Team Racing just came out, though. Yeah, I know. I haven't played it. I know, but I'm saying I, if I picked one, it's probably do that. Or just I'll keep playing Mario Kart. Yeah, but what if you did everything in Mario Kart like I did? Then play online and use tow controls and tell people that I'm using yeah, them. Yeah, but I can just tell people I'm using it when I'm not. Like, that's the fun of the internet, is lying to people. I don't get that. That doesn't make sense. People don't lie on the internet. Okay, one last quick thing. I played and beat my my friend Pedro. Oh, that game looks awesome. That game's really cool. Fuck yeah. It's short, but it's really cool. How's the banana? The banana is a character, alright. Great. I'm into it. Yeah, it's it's an it is a neat ass game. It is it is short, but I really enjoyed it. Like I, it's you know, it's a little more trials than Hotline Miami, but like it's I, it's very fun, I like and trials. I I could see myself like trying to do some speed runs and get S ranks on it. I like trials, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like it's like a trialsy shooter, like. You know, it's a lot more straightforward and, and linear than, like, I, I was kind of hoping for something more of, like, a hotline, like I said, like, a hotline Miami, where it's, like, you know, kind of murder puzzles, and, like, you do, you want to do, like, speci- like crazy things, and just, like, mess around with the, the tools and the mechanics, and, like, figure out cool lines and things like that, whereas this one, it's very much, like, no, if you're playing it right, there's, like, you're basically memorizing these levels, and there's, like, one specific way you want to do it. So that's the trials aspect to get it. Yeah, basically. By the way, speaking, but, speaking of trials, while also being like, "Yo, check this out, motherfucker!" You can just like engage slow mo and like point your one gun in one direction and, and aim the other gun in the other direction and like do crazy flips and fucking kick body parts at people to kill them. As you do. But John, speaking of trials, I don't like that new trials. Oh no! The trials rising. That sucks. Why not? Because they, they make it too weird. Like, like not, not like the fun kind of weird, but the map and, like, it being all, like, non-linear and not being able to just have your friends leaderboard and just challenge your friends to stuff. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, that sucks. And loot boxes. Oh, God, fuck that. Yeah, it's not great. I fell off it real hard. <clears throat> mm, yeah, fair. But my friend Pedro, that game's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 20 bucks. I don't know. It's, it's pretty short, so it might not be the best bang for your buck, but I fucking really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool, and it's really impressive for a game made by one dude. Yeah, I would 
I wish I could play it, but I'm stuck with all these games with the uh, with season passes that I have to keep playing forever. And then also Mario Maker's coming out this week. That is true. Mario Maker, the the last game ever comes out in two days. Yeah, but also Fortnite's like sorry, the last game ever until No More Heroes three. Fair, but also Fortnite's all like, hey, we're doing a a, a new event every day for the, for the next fourteen days. I'm like, fuck. No, I'm good. Okay. Some of these modes are pretty cool. Like yesterday. I found out today that one. Of, hmm. What were you saying? I found out today that one of my coworkers in my nine to five plays PUBG. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Except now I might play with her. That's cool. That works out then. You don't, you don't play Fortnite with me. That's true. But yeah, I'm probably not going to play this either. Let's be fair. Fair, fair. But yeah, yesterday was a tag mode where it was you know half was it, half was not it, and you had to run around a small circle throwing uh, or you having used a pickaxe. The uh, day before that was um, kind of like a it's called splashdown. It was the only weapon you had were grenades and uh, water balloons. Hmm. That was fun. Today is um, a mode where you start off with the building materials and you can't get any more throughout the match, so you just have to use what you have sparingly. Which works for me because I don't like to build, so. Fair. Yeah, so th- these have been fun. I've been yeah, enjoying that it. sounds neat. I don't. I still don't care about Fortnite, but yeah, that sounds I, neat. Understandable. It's not for everyone, but I'm, I'm having a good time. Can I also just say, yo, fuck fuck Epic, and there's dumb, like, bullshit about the Epic Store? Fuck video games. Fuck fuck everything. Fuck the entire industry, except for Iron Galaxy and Nintendo. Yeah, though, they seem like the only good companies out there. Agreed. Hey, John. Someone read that Kotaku story from earlier. (laughs) Which, what, what Kotaku story? Oh, uh... Jason Schreier just dropped uh, another one of his fucking exposés, uh, this time about the, the making of Call of Duty 4, uh, Black Ops 4, rather. Oh, yeah, I I heard about it, I didn't read it, but yeah. Yeah, it's fucked! Yeah, let's make controversies for no reason. Fuck off. I don't know if it's really making controversies for no reason, other than, like, yeah, check it out, another studio that treats all his fucking workers like shit. Oh, it's a different thing, because the, the, the story I read before was that they... I have no idea what you're talking about. They intentionally were making Modern Warfare, like, ha- have controversial topics just to be... have people talk about it. Oh. That doesn't surprise me, but that is not what I had heard. What I had heard... Yeah, this this story is about, uh, about like, just the working conditions at, at Treyarch. I'm and, uh, and the abuse of their, of their QA staff. I'm shocked. It's as if... We saw Bungie leave Activision, and now they're, like, doing really fucking cool shit and seem to be happy. And, hey, here's a transition for you, Owen. Uh, part of the issues that they discuss and why they're able to get away with treating uh, a lot of the Q&A staff like such shit is because they're not Treyarch employees. They are independent contractors. Holy shit. Speaking of independent contractors and everything being terrible... Wrestling news. Hey, John. Skip it about the town, pow. The new song. Yep, that's the one. 
It'd be great if I could actually hear it. Again. This this laptop's already struggling to do the stream right now, so I don't want to put more stuff into it. I'm actually going to build a uh, a PC that will make it easier to stream at a consistent frame rate. But... Build your sick gaming rig. Yeah, I spent that money on the, uh, the Oculus Quest, so I need to save up more. Go to Gateway. Get one of those cool computers that comes in the cow box. Do they still make those? No, they've been dead since, like, 2001. Can we revive that? I actually kind of want to. Like, I feel like that would be great. Like, it's considering that there's so much shit that just comes back because only 90s kids will understand this and, like, fucking dire nostalgia plays. Like, why hasn't someone done just, that? I feel like we could totally do that. I mean, I, I saw... Just make, like, fucking boutique artisanal, like, fancy lad computers and sell them in gate, like, the cow boxes. It really is the 90s, John, because I saw a, an image earlier today that said kids these days are actually 90s kids, and it showed a, a marquee at a movie theater, and it showed Aladdin, Men in Black, Godzilla, I forget what the other movies were, but they're all, like, old stuff that's re rehashing. Fuck. Someone at my job actually made that, my 9 to 5 made that comment, exact comment today. Uh, and I wonder if they saw that exact meme. They probably saw that exact meme, because it's, it's good, and also, yeah, we should bring back the cow box. Okay, yeah, let's do it. John? Fuck this wrestling shit, now we're we're gonna get by the rights to Gateway. Hear me out, though. We get the cow- this is, And this is a joke just for you and me, because no one else will get this joke. We get it, and we combine it with the number one thing on the internet. Okay. Anime. God damn you. It'll never work. It'll just... It'll just do this haphazardly and without passion for a while, and then fuck off to live in the back of a cart of a trading card shop. Fuck. Never to be seen again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John. Dylan, if you're out there, please call us. We miss you. No, I, I see him tweet every now and then. I, I don't know what he's doing. He's getting into controversies. I'll, I'll tell you about it off the air. John! Speaking of getting into controversies on Twitter... You nailed it! Seth Rollins is being a fucking asshole. He sure is. Well, Osprey's just trying to be a cool guy. Yeah, well, Osprey's kind of fucking with him a little bit, but like... Yeah, but also he wasn't, you know... Just talking about how big his dick is, and by dick I mean his bank account. I mean, look, Owen, there's picture evidence out there that proves that it is probably much bigger than that. Wow. Wow. But yeah, Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay got into a, con a bit of a kerfuffle on Twitter because Seth Rollins was like, WWE Stomping Grounds is coming up, it's Prepare to watch the best professional wrestling on the planet. Yep, on Sunday, uh, Seth Rollins started, you know, making a lot of noise, just basically saying, like, yeah, WWE, it's the best wrestling on the planet. This is the best stuff on the planet, the best company on the planet, and just, like, really hyping it up and doing all that stuff, which, okay, you know what? 
I don't know about that one, Chief, but, like, hey, you're being the company man, you're the top guy, like, yeah, of course you're gonna do that, like, maybe this is, this comes off, I'm gonna throw it out there, it maybe comes off a little bit desperate, considering, you know, the state of things right now, but you know what, do you, you're the top guy, like, of course you're gonna do that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just being the company man. Yeah, but then he started talking about himself. And then he took it too far. About how he's the best wrestler in the world and no one can do what he does, or as often as he does it. Yep, he got real big on his own on his own shit. Enter Will Ospreay. Yeah, Will Ospreay's like I, I also do this shit, and I do it more than you do. I'm pretty cool. Then Ron's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, Seth, and it wasn't even just like. Okay, Seth Rollins is just like, whatever, man. Like, Seth Rollins just fucking goes in. Basically, like, from the get-go, is like, dude, you're not even as good as Ricochet, and you're small and shut up. Yeah. He basically called, like, didn't he call him, like, little guy or something? Yeah, like, fuck off, dude. Like, he's fucking, like... What do you fucking do in big timing this dude that literally just won the best of the Super Juniors Cup? Like, literally just won, like, a top prize in another company, and you're here, like, doing that fucking, like, big timing him. Oh, if it's not WWE, it doesn't matter, shit. Like, and you're the top babyface? Like, how is this supposed to look good for you? Yeah. And then he went in harder, as you said. Yeah, and talked about how his bank account's bigger, so... Everything Wallspray does is invalid. Yeah, basically. Baron Corbin tried to because, get in yeah, on that's it. What too. Did you see that? I I did tr- see him try to get in on it, and it was just like it was like fuck off, Baron, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Baron, no. But he was he was actually trolling, which is funny. So I appreciate Baron Corbin trying. Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. It's like it was definitely more like I see what you're doing here, Baron. But no, sit down. No, but that's his thing. So. He's he's always been that thing. He's the one who told the guy to go back to Ring of Honor, but that never wrestled in Ring of Honor. So <laughs> this, was so good. This is his shit. So I'm, I'm I'm on board. But Seth Rollins, no. And then also, yeah, absolutely not the Sports Illustrated interview. And then the Sports Illustrated interview, where he was asked about John Moxley's interviews and pretty much like buried him. Accused the guy that honored every single thing he was contractually obligated to do and went out on as good of terms as possible. Accused him of taking his ball and going home. Weird. Seth Rollins didn't comment on the stuff like, you know, Vince McMahon telling him to say super shitty stuff about Roman Reigns' leukemia. Doesn't comment on basically like any part of the, uh, of, like, his criticisms of creative, aside from basically just saying, like, yeah, sometimes I have to do things I don't like. Uh. Yeah, but not, th- not stuff like that. Yeah, I know, because he's disingenuous as fuck and not actually going to deal with it. Like, he... it's And the problem, and the thing I find most offensive about that interview, to be honest, is that, like, in typical Seth Rollins fashion, and, like, you know, I'm trying really hard here not to... You know, not to do the thing that, like, I think in general we shouldn't do of, like, 
confuse the characters that these people play for the people that they actually are. Like, mm-hmm. assume that everything that is going on here is in some ways a bit of a work. But, like, there's enough evidence to me, just in seeing the pro- the baby face promos that he cuts and the shit that he does, that, like, it builds the air let's say, mm-hmm. that Seth Rollins is just kind of a dick. And, like, I, I look at all these things, and I'm just constantly reminded of, like, a lot of the promos that he would cut, like, uh, he did it about Triple H. Or, like, he did it, the one that I always, the one I really came back to, is the the promo that he cut, like, with Ambrose, when, like, they were doing the whole thing of teasing him and Ambrose, getting the tag team back together before they won the tag team titles the first time. Mm-hmm. Um... And they had the whole thing of, you know, Rollins basically coming out and being like cutting a promo, like a sorrow, somber filled pro, like somber, sorrow filled promo, essentially being like, hey, you know, maybe this was all my fault. Like, this is, of course, Dean doesn't trust me because like I turned on him and I did this like maybe this is all my doing. Like he comes so close to like saying like he actually gets and actually has like some understanding. And then like Dean comes out and like he doesn't immediately just be like, oh, I forgive you all this shit. And Seth just starts at a point fucking screaming, basically like, well, I apologize to you. What the fuck more do you want from me? Let's fight. I'm fucking gonna kick your ass. Like, it's just like, what the fuck is this? How did you go from like, oh, I feel bad. I, I feel guilty about the things I've done to like showing that you seemingly have absolutely no understanding of the things you've done. It makes it seem like you're just apologizing because you feel like you need to, not because you actually believe it. Mm-hmm. So how much of that do you think is from the writer, and how much do you think it's actually from Seth Rollins? It's so I'm not going to discount the fact that I feel like that's definitely the writers uh, have a lot to do with that, because I think that um, look, let's be honest, this is what Vince thinks is a babyface, is someone that, like, is kind of a dick and just, like, is selfish and does whatever they want, but, like, they're so good that you can't deny them, and you ha- you like them because of how good they are, even, like, in spite of how weird type A personality they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to discount that. I'm not going to discount that fact. That said, the point that I was trying to make here is that looking at shit like Seth Rollins basically burying his fucking friend and like saying weird shit like, oh, he's got his big boy pants on and saying shit like, um, I, you know, literally like the, the interviewer for Sports Illustrated asked him like, hey, have you talked, have you told Ambrose, your thoughts about this? Because, of course, like, Seth calls him fucking Dean, and he can't call him fucking Moxley. Yeah, I didn't read like, that. Are you serious? Yeah, he calls him Am- he calls him Ambrose and Dean the entire he's got, time. He's got to toe the company line, you know, got to use the WWE names. He can't... Did he ever even use the term AEW? I bet he didn't. Nope. Of course not. No, he didn't. Of course not. He's, he's just like, he's off doing his own thing, and yeah, I've been keeping tabs, and he looks like he's doing great. But, you know, he couldn't hang, he just, you know, some people just can't hang in this system. Wow. And yeah, like, what I was trying to say is the Sports Illustrated interviewer asked him, like, hey, have you talked to Ambrose about this, these thoughts? And he said, like, I haven't, but I don't need to. He's got his big boy pants on. 
That means his big boy pants allow him to read minds? Like... <sighs> so he has to say this shit publicly? Like, dude, what the, what the fuck? And also, we got a comment from Oscar in the chat that What's Oscar really say? shines a light on this whole thing as not being surprising at all. Well, these, Oscar says, are we really surprised that the dude that cheated on his wife with a literal Nazi is an asshole? Yeah, nailed it. He'll turn. He'll turn. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> It's just a fucking bummer. And and I guess the point I was trying to make here is, yeah, look, I don't want to sit here and say that, like, Seth Rollins, the person, is the person that we see on television. But, like, you know what they say, the best people in this business, it's their real personalities dialed up to 11. And it to me, it feels like there's enough smoke here that maybe the fire is literally just... Seth Rollins just seems like kind of a, a self-absorbed dick in real life, too. Indeed. And if he's really this and really if he is like this willing to like toe the company line that like he can't even like do the fucking diplomatic thing of being like, hey, you know, like I don't agree with all of his decisions, but he did what he did and I respect his decision to do it like to like really go on the fucking offensive here and and that's like the problem is like going on the fucking offensive for what to like fucking shit on your friend who like was pretty respectful of you in that fucking thing all things considered considering he literally says like hey i didn't tell the people until i didn't tell the people until after the royal rumble because i didn't want seth to find out and have it get in his head because of uh, i knew he was going to go over in the rumble and he's my friend yeah dean comes off really good in this situation meanwhile seth rollins fuck that guy yeah, like, he just comes off terribly. Like, I don't understand how people can be defending, like, Rollins' actions here. And I, I understand that there are a lot of people out there who are sympathetic to, to Rollins in this situation. But it's also, like, why? Because they're blind WWE fans. They're people that use the word Stan. Like, Seth Rollins could do no wrong in their eyes. So of course, and to me, and like one of the big problems here I see is like, you know, Dave Bixenspan, uh, you know, host of Between the Sheets podcast and uh, occasional writer for Deadspin. He has been floating out on Twitter that like, hey, this feels a lot like he was fed a bunch of lines from Vince, like the take your ball and go took his ball and go home line is one of his fucking go to's. Like a lot of this stuff seems like he is reading from a script that Vince gave him. And like a lot of people I saw responded by trying to argue like, Oh, come on. Because he used that, like took his ball and go home. That's such a common phrase. Like, I'm sorry. I'm calling bullshit on that. How often do, do you really hear people use that phrase? Not that often. And it's never in a good context. Yeah, like, how many times have you used that phrase? I don't. Exactly. Like, I, I've used it occasionally, but yeah, it is in the context. Like, wrestling. look, it's in the same context. Yeah, uh, it's in the context of talking about, like, you know, people like what they said about Austin. Mm-hmm. They literally had Rock come out and say that exact phrase in a promo on live television. 
Well, it it seems like you know feeding them lines like this, like Seth Rollins is like towing the company line, like no matter what. Like he's, you know, some people like claim like there's the cult of Vince McMahon, like people who are like really close to him, like have undying like allegiance to him. And I think Seth Rollins mm-hmm. is drinking that Kool Aid, and he's kind of trapped. And it's like, and again, there's a weird lack of self-awareness in that interview. Like one of the lines I remember him saying is like, yeah, you know, look, I get that creative for, like, you know, I get much more creative freedom with the stuff that I can do. Cause I prove myself and, you know, yeah, some people don't get that. And you know what? Some people shouldn't get that. Wow. Like, that's a, you know, you're trying to be a locker room leader here and you're basically saying like, yeah, there's a bunch of people that like shouldn't get, that just need to be told what to fucking do. Like, how, how is that inspiring? Like, even if he's right, you know, that's not something you say. And like, it, it just comes off like, again, the company above all, like, Here's a weird comparison, but I'm going to make it. Uh, so David Roth, he's a writer for Deadspin who occasionally does some uh, some pieces of like amazing pieces about Trump. And Great. there's a line that he says there uh, about our big wet president that I've thought a lot about because I think a lot about it in the context of uh, the our other big wet president in Vince McMahon. Uh, the line that that tr- uh, Roth says is it's not that like Trump wants to like. It's not that Trump wants to be famous. It's not that he wants to be like popular. It's that he wants to own the world. Yeah, like control. It's it's not even like control. It's just like he wants the world to be like in his image. Like just the entire vestige, just like the Trump name everywhere. And I think a lot about that in the context of like you know WWE, a company that wants to just be everything to everyone, everywhere. Like, consider the context of like, here's like some fucking, this would be a great thing to talk, to like actually analyze, like the capitalist nightmare that is the fucking Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery movie. Like, consider the fact that like the plot of that movie is that they get tickets to WrestleMania that's happening in a city that WWE owns. I don't think we're WWE is literally the government in this Scooby-Doo movie. How do they refer from that? Really? We're not, and that's the thing. Like, it, they just want to be, like, this all-consuming presence in the fucking life. And I see that here of just, like, if you're fucking, if you fucking leave WWE, you're fucking dead you're fucking ruined it does also i think tie into shit like you know the rumors going around that like fucking jericho is so persona non grata at this point for having the audacity to go somewhere else after giving like fucking 18 years of his life to this company that like they won't even call the code breaker that anymore what why yeah come on because he named it that, and they won't use that name, because fuck Chris Jericho, apparently. That's that's so fucking petty, but that's so Vince McMahon. Exactly. It's so them. It's, it's so you, pal. That's such good shit, John. Any final thoughts on this Rollins stuff before we move on? Rollins... I'd say learn from how your partner uses Twitter, 
But in fairness, I feel like your partner has been kind of getting shitty at Twitter lately, too. So maybe you should just both stop because I'm kind of hating both of you now. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it was a work. I know that, like, everybody was in on it because, like, it's it's, you know, that's what it's come out as. But, like, yeah, that edge shit that Becky was doing. Not your best look. Are they perfect for each other? Hey, John? What's up, Owen? Speaking of people being bad on Twitter, let's talk about the Evolve news. I, I don't understand this segue, but I, uh, let's I, go for it. I will tell you about it because uh, you, you, you missed it because it did not last on Twitter very long. So, oh, okay, I do know what you mean. Yep, okay, so let's get into it. Evolve is having their 10th anniversary show at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, the night before Extreme It's pretty Rules. cool. It's pretty cool. I didn't know this was happening, and uh, later this week, I'm probably going to get tickets to it. John may or may not be joining me. We'll figure out how the schedules work out for that. Yeah, my, my 9 to 5 is going to be fucking crazy in July, so who knows? But also, remember, it's a Saturday, so. Yeah, but it's a big move. Understandable. So we'll we'll update you next week, let you know which one of us are going to the Evolve show. Uh, but the big news is that it's going to air live on the WWE Network. Because. What? Yeah, you know, they usually, around July, they usually do a takeover right before Extreme Rules or Money in the Bank. But they're going to do an Evolve show. Which is going to feature a lot of WWE talent, including an NXT title defense. And this had also been rumored for a while. Like, there had been rumors going around that, like, WWE was considering adding, like, another tier that would include Evolve and other company, like, partner companies. But, like, yeah, now they're just legit doing an Evolve show, which admittedly has a lot of NXT people on it, so surprise, surprise. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty stoked about Drew Gulak against Matt Riddle. That sounds fucking cool. And that's two out of three falls, right? I think so. Because everything's two out of three falls, John. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, yeah, um, that, also, Adam Cole against Tozawa for the NXT titles on there. It'll be fun. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty pretty stoked, because especially considering this will be, you know, filmed by WWE, but I still feel it will be booked like an Evolve show. I'd like to hope so. So... I'm excited. Also, consider And that would be good, considering that, like, you know, having seen Evolve stuff, let me just tell you a little something. Their production value's fucking awful. Yeah. Like, I, they're gonna boost this up for uh, the network, but the thing I'm really interested about with this broadcast, John, this is a 2300 Arena crowd. Oh, yeah. We've been part of that. Oscar in the chat has also been a part of that. It's not PG. No. It's not PG at all. No, this crowd doesn't care. This crowd will do whatever it wants. And here's the qu- thing. Do you think they w- the crowd will understand it's on the network and try to chill? Or will they give a warning to say, like, lessons is on the network, can we all be cool? Or do you think it's just being free for all? I think they are going to give that warning. Like, you know, in the same way that, hey, the MLW, like, let me put it this way, like, 
the MLW show uh, taping that I went to back in October, they, right before they did it, they were like, hey guys, remember, this is a TV show, let's keep it PG, okay? Crowd still chanted Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Havoc. Of course. And, like, we cut it out after a while because, like, again, and this is a New York crowd where it's like, we're going to do the thing and then we're going to, like, remember, oh, right, yeah, yeah, that thing you told us, sorry. I feel like that's going to be a similar thing because, you know, Philly crowds are kind of respectful. Like, during WWE shows, we tend not to do, like, vulgar chants. But this is an Evolve show. I we're gonna, Exactly. We're gonna this is an in. Evolve show. And also, like, remember, these are, like... We, these are also crowds that are, like, more likely to do that shit. Like, you know, let's remember, you know, obviously not Philly, but, like, hey, Chicago, they still did that fuck you Chompa chant. True. And would not be silenced. Well, fuck Chompa, so it's fair. Yeah, he's a prick. Yeah, I'm excited. He deserved it. That's one of the things I want to be there for. I want to see how the crowd is. Because I think it's That would gonna, be interesting. I think it's going to be a fun crowd. Yeah, I think that would be a fun crowd, too. And I'm happy I get to go to a wrestling show that weekend, because Extreme Rule tickets, very expensive. Not, like, if they drop, if, if if seats where I can get a chair drop to a reasonable price, I might just go just to go, but I'm not, like, actively trying to go. And also, I'm not asking oh, you to we, go, John, don't worry. Yeah, no, that, that's not happening. I know. Oh, and we gotta talk about the fucked up part, though. Yeah, there's the fucked up part where, uh, Kenny Omega. Well, first, let's apply all of the context here. Yeah, no, there's an obvious, like, this isn't just like, oh, we're doing a cool thing. Wouldn't it be cool to show off Evolve? No, this is an obvious fucking play because it is the same fucking day as AEW's Fight for the Fallen show. Well, yeah, they also did this with the, the UK takeover the same day as All Out. I'm aware, which is also the same day as the uh, as the the New Japan show, which is probably more the reason why they did it. No, it's because of AEW. Come on, I, I think is the the rumors that have been going around are it was more oh, in right. line. It was it was more because of the New Japan show because literally, remember, it's the New Japan show is happening in England. I, I just remember, like, oh yeah. Duh, it is. That's, that is the reason, but it also worked out. Yeah, that's the reason, but trying to fuck AEW probably doesn't hurt either. Yeah. But with that one, it's apparently they they completely fucked it up, so, ha, suckers. Yeah, but this one is pretty obvious. This one they're not fucking up, it seems like. But also, it's cool that it's going to be an Evolve show, so it's good and bad. It's very conflicting. It more just raises, continues to raise the question of what even is Evolve? It's, it's, it's NXT, NXT. Yeah, is it really just, like, the NXT they don't own? Is it just, like, yeah. are they j- just doing OVW again? Like, yes. what? It's the farm system for the farm system. It's it's essentially ECW, but they have more of a hand in it. Yeah, I guess so, when you put it that way. Yeah, but... Yeah, then but yeah, pre- this is the same day as Fight the Fallen, and Kenny is uh, pretty pissed about that. Uh, but John, can I remind you that Kenny Omega is the executive vice president of AEW? Yes, he is. So that makes this worse. This is not a good look for what he did. Like, number one, I'm going to point out he is not wrong. 
He's 100% correct. He's not wrong. Like, that's the thing here, is that, like, I I agree with what you're saying. Like, yeah, like, popping off like this and, and tweeting and deleting, like, even with your clarification... Like, and I think that's an, I, th- I think that's an understandable clarification they made too. Like, it, this is definitely not a good look for someone that is high up in this company and like taking this shit a little, you know, seriously, especially when you're trying to be like, oh, this isn't a competition, but also he's not wrong. Again, I'm, I, I'm prefacing first. He's a hundred percent correct. Everything he says, right. He just did not say it the right way, especially in his position. What is the deleted tweet? Don't have it in front of me, word for word. But he did use the terms blood money. Which, again, John, you say all the time, it's okay. You can say it because you're just a, a guy on a podcast. You're not the executive vice president of a company that's trying to be above this shit. Him saying, yeah, like, to say the least, him saying it is fucking powerful. It means something. Yes. His words have a lot of weight. And it opened a huge can of worms because he did it on Twitter. And they deleted it, and he's like, oh, I can't believe it. A bunch of toxic shit came at my way for saying this really controversial thing. Bye. I don't... I didn't think he meant it like that. I think he meant... was more like, look, hey, this is what I meant. Clearly that didn't get it come out like that. Now it's gotten toxic. I that's why I deleted it. Yeah, but you have to remember Kenny Omega has has a history of not handling situations well. I I don't know that. So like, you're like, you're gonna like have to the, the last CEO show where they had the guy work the dark match that has that bad background who did the really bad shit and he and I don't remember this at all. You should look it up. Because at the last CEO... I don't want to. That sounds horrifying. Yeah, someone who has a really bad background, doing some really bad things, got to work the CEO New Japan show, and Kenny Omega's could have just said, hey, I didn't vet this guy, my bad, but he, like, did not handle it well. And tried to, Mm. like, blow it off, and no. That's not good. Anyway, here, I have the the deleted tweet in front of me. Mm Mm-hmm. If lining your pockets with blood money is okay, then what's wrong with trying to undermine a charity show for victims of gun violence? I hear that healthy competition is supposed to be a good thing, and yet I can't help but feel like I'm going to be sick. Yeah, that's... You could you could have handled that better, dude. Hey, definitely. Like, uh, again, you're not wrong, Kenny. 100% right. You're not wrong, but you're an EVP, you are a high up in this company... You are not just one of the boys. You can't be popping off at the mouth like this. Mm-hmm. You got to fucking choose your words carefully and make your statements carefully. Yep. And that's why Twitter's bad. Because you could just mm-hmm. do that and send it out to millions of people. Also, before we get up this topic, Oscar has a good thing that I just have to mention in the chat. What's that? He says, WWE probably made it evolve so that they could gaslight the fans and say, well, you clearly don't support indie wrestling if they lose to Fight for the Fallen. <laughs> I just That's a good comment. I, just had to, I had to say it. That's You know what? I'm going to throw it out there. Not wrong. It's totally not wrong. But also, we're getting a pretty cool show out of it. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. Both shows are gonna be good. I'm gonna watch both of them. All right. Well, now we're like an hour into the show. Can we be done? No, we we should just move quickly through the stuff because we're gonna talk about stomping ground, but we don't have to like go into detail. So let's quickly go through stomping ground, John. I didn't watch. Okay, here's what I watched. I watched the two male men's championship matches. You didn't see Drew Gulak? No, I did not. John, they did the thing. I did not watch 205 Live either. I read what happened, and I was like, no, I'm good. Drew Gulak won the championship. Yeah, that's that's cool. They did it a month early. Well, you know why they did it, right? So we can lose it here. I am aware. <laughs> Welcome to hell, Owen. Welcome to Philadelphia. That's what happens. We can't have nice things. Ugh. But yeah, Drew Gulak won the championship. It's fucking rad. And his promo on 205 Live rules. Because he said that I was so busy trying to make a better 205 Live that I forgot to make a better me, so fuck this show. I'm the best. And now everyone's gonna, like, bow to, you know, bend the knee or... He didn't say it worked that way. Bow to the master? Yeah, bow to the master, break it down. Break it down. And, uh, yeah, he's gonna form the new uh, D-Generation X. It's, it's awesome. He's got glow sticks, and now he goes to the top rope? Yep. And also, he's gonna have... Who would be China? Shayna. Shit, yep, that's it. We did it. The Generation X, let's make it happen. Anyway, Drew Gulak won. It's rad. I'm looking forward to him losing the title then. But at least he gets to have a championship, and I get to see him hold it at the, the Evolve show. So that's cool. Um, Lacey Evans and uh, Becky Lynch had a real bad match, but... Considering it was Lacey Evans, it was better than expected, but still not good. I mean, really, after that fucking Charlotte match, there's nowhere to go but up, right? Yeah, but uh, the the finish was that the second that uh, the disarmor was on, she tapped out. So I was like, well... I mean, I did see one gif from this match of... Uh, oh, the, the, the botch? Yeah. Yeah, but also Becky, like, straight up, like, said out loud what the move was, too, so it was real bad. Jesus. Also, Oscar has a better but suggestion. How, how bad is it, though, that, like, literally Becky's having to scream moves at you? Yeah, it's pretty bad, but also, uh, Oscar is swooping in with a better pick than Shayna for China. It's okay. Nijax. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want her to actually legitimately injure all of them. Well, they had it coming. This is this is how you kill the cruiserweight division. You just kill everyone for real. Hey, I'm not complaining. It de deserves to die, and I hope it burns in hell. Let's be honest. Yep. But yeah, this aside from that botch, the match was better than expected. Lacey Evans still has a lot to go. I mean, that's what I hear. I feel like that's the general consensus on this pay-per-view is better than expected, but also... None of it means anything or matters. Especially this next match, because it was Owens and Zayn fighting uh, Xavier Woods and Big E. And the beginning of the match was Owens and Zayn demolishing Xavier Woods. And then that led to later to the finish, where they beat they pinned Xavier Woods. And 
they got to win on the new day. You know why it doesn't well, matter? Pretty impressive and cool. You'd think that surely this is going to lead to something, right? That's where you're wrong because the following two nights on Raw and SmackDown, they they ate the pins on their in their matches. So th- they built them up for no reason. Fuck it. Hey, now let's be fair. Kevin didn't take eat the pin on Monday. He took a count out. Yeah. No. Fuck this. Yeah. So. And also, how many fucking times have they had Kofi Kingston pin Sami Zayn in the past two months? All the times. But which I must point out that Sami Zayn's a Raw superstar. Yeah. Also, Kofi's next challenger is a Raw superstar. Nothing matters. Also, the SmackDown Women's Championships number one contender at the next pay per view and at this pay per view is a Raw superstar. Yeah. The brand split's fucking dead again. Yeah, the brand split's dead, and now I don't like SmackDown because it's just fucking Raw. Yeah, because you know what happened? They killed the brand split, and they went right back to fucking 2013 SmackDown of, hey, this is just the shit you saw in Raw, but a little bit different. Yeah, and I hate it. It's it's just devastating because I love SmackDown. You know it. It was mm-hmm. not just, you know, my blind loyalty for the show. I actually, like, legitimately enjoyed the show a lot. Because it gave me vibes of the Stockholm old Stockholm Syndrome, let's be honest. Fair, that's, you know, I'll give you that. But now it's back to the old days, and I don't understand how Fox is excited about this. They paid a lot of money, and this is what they're going to get? Yep. Fuck, man. They should have spent more money and trying I- to get Raw. Yeah, I'm very, look, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go, because this seems like it's going to be a fucking disaster, but hey, maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they'll right the ship somehow. Not looking good. Nope. One thing that looks good, though, is that uh, Richard O'Shea won the U.S. title from the Samoan Joseph. Hooray! I I actually heard that this match was very good. Not as as good as it could have been, but very good. Yeah, like... Ricochet and Samojo had a good match. It wasn't like a knockdown, like five star match, but it was really good. The comparison I heard, uh, and I, I would like you to weigh in mm-hmm. on this, but the comparison that I heard was Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yes, I would. I would agree with that. It was good. a good match that like it didn't live up to the hype. Showed- yeah, but it also showed, like, hey, there's definite potential here. They're definitely holding back. If they, like, continue this and do really cool shit, they can make this fucking work. It's just now it's a question of, is it going to be like the rest of that feud where they just do the same match with increasingly stupid finishes over and over again? I hope not. Well, Samojo's moving on, so... Well, yeah, I guess they're just not doing that. Whoopsies. Yep. Forgot about that part. Also, there's no rematch clause, remember? It's gone. Rematch clause is dead. Anyway, um, the next... Uh, yeah, but they probably forgot about that already. Well, no, they had Alexa have to earn another title match. Oh, no, she lo- she never had the title. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, John, uh, Daniel Bryan... They do shit on a whim in this company. You know this. I know, but John... Dan and Brian hates referees. Do you know this? I didn't, but it makes sense. Did you hear what happened? No. He was cutting a promo with uh, Rowan, and in the background, a referee accidentally got into the shot. 
and Danny Bryan just went off on it about how the WWE has no respect for the tag team division and how they can just have referees walk into their shots and it's bullshit and he hates it and he hates his company. He's not wrong. It's really good. He was so mad. And then they had a match with Heavy Machinery that was fun. It was a fun match. I heard what the ending is and I'm I'm very happy about it. What was the ending? Mr. Small Package strikes again. Oh yeah. The the deadliest move in Ring of Honor. Danny Bryan's pretty good at them. And I thought it was smart because clearly he couldn't outpower heavy machinery, so he had to uh play possum and pick up the win. It was good. I am my understanding from what I have read on the internet about this is that it was a, a nothing match, but they did a very good job of, like, because Daniel Bryan is good at his job, he did a great fucking job of putting heavy machinery over as, like, people what can actually wrestle. And they can wrestle, so it's good. I like heavy machinery. Also, I'm still upset that Daniel Bryan and Rowan don't have uh, hemp belts. They really need to yeah, get them hemp those. belts. Yeah, they do. Like, it's like... And you hated it. I, I know I hate it, but that's what I... I want to hate it, because it's their thing. It makes me angry at them. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they haven't done it. They said they were going to do it! I, I, now they're liars! Yeah, it's WWE's <laughs> fault. Anyway, um... Bailey and Alexa Bliss had a match. It was okay. Better than the Extreme Rules match? What, what, what was the... Wait, the Extreme Rules match is coming up. No, you know the one I'm talking about. Yes, it was better than that because that match sucked. Alright, well hey, I'm just hey, that is the last that's the last match they had together, so Yeah, um Nikki Trying Cross, to set baseline here. Nikki Cross got interfered and it ended up not working and Alexa Bliss lost. And they did a fun plot with that on uh Monday and Tuesday. With uh, with Alexa having to go off to Singapore for the uh, you know, the Asia tour, and Nikki mm-hmm. Cross is like, well, "I'm gonna make it up to you. I'm gonna go beat Bailey on SmackDown and get you with and earn you a title shot." And she did. And she did. <laughs> it was awesome. I love that she actually beat her clean. Fuck the champion, I guess. Yeah, but it's just proving like the story is that Nikki Cross is actually. The better of the two, but she just doesn't have the confidence in it. She- also, she's a a good person and a good friend that's being fucking manipulated by the most manipulative person on the roster. Yep, so she's gonna end up helping Alexa win the title, and then Alexa's gonna kick her to the curb, and then she's gonna win the title from her at the uh, at the SummerSlam. It'll be good. Never forget how bad she played Braun. Oh, I still think that was real. She messed with Bing Bong's heart. I think I think it was real. It just could never work between those two. Don't you say that. Also, Oscar just said the worst thing. What now? He said Kendo stick on a pole. Yeah. No, I mean again. No, fuck you. Yeah, no. Please don't. Uh, Next thing you're going to say they should do another This Is Your Life segment. No. Never. It's on, there's, oh, wait, no, they could also be on Raw. Fuck. Moving on! 
Uh, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns had a match. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Jay McMahon interfered and still with the big dog strong. Big dog strong. Not on Monday. Well, no. Because they had to do the thing. Big Dog was very not strong on Monday. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the main roster stuff. Uh, Kofi and Dolph Ziggler has still cage the match. The first of the two matches I watched. John, you know I hate, and I know you also hate, uh, finishes in cage matches where they use the door. I hate them. It's stupid. I hate them too. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there's only one context in which it makes sense, and that is the like the heel should be trying to escape because they are a coward. The baby face should never be trying to escape the cage under any circumstance. Yeah. However, this finish was very, very good. I still didn't care for it. I, I also I was... honestly didn't really care for this match. It was fine. I enjoyed it. But it was also every fucking Kofi and Dolph match. Which I'm okay with, you know? At least we're not getting another one, because on SmackDown, Dolph... Yeah, because up. we got another one! No, but I mean, at the next pay-per-view. They're done now. Yeah, but they had to give us another one in two out of three falls! We'll get to that. That's a bigger problem, John. But yeah, Again, it's not, it is not a problem of like, oh, this match isn't good. Yeah, Dolph and Kofi can put on a good match. It's... Why the fuck should I care? I've seen this match a million times already, and, like, really, this Dolph Ziggler? Like, four years after we all stopped caring because you just, like, had him be the fucking hero of Survivor Series and made it look like he was gonna be fucking great, and then fucking he gets fired because John Cena decides to fucking save Edge? Yeah, yes. It's such good shit, like, John. Why the fuck should I ever care about or believe in Dolph Ziggler ever again? You've killed him. Yeah, well, hopefully he goes away now. God willing. Like, because he just doesn't look like he even wants to be there anymore. But can I tell you, what, can I say what the finish was in the match? Because I like that. Yeah. Ziggler was crawling out of the cage, and Kofi just pretty much dove over the ropes and landed on the floor. It was an impressive Kofi spot, but, you know, it was... It was smart. Again, for what? I've never, I've never it seen sm- it before. It's it's clever. It's smart, and it's clever, but it's still... Your baby face wins by escaping the cage, not by proving that he is the better wrestler. Well, he, he was desperate, and also Ziggler was almost out of the cage, so he had to do something fast. I'ma just throw it out there. There's another cage match that happened this week with a, a similar ending that is way fucking better. Really? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Fucking uh, NXT. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, and the, the last match, um, fuck the main event. Fuck the main event. Holy shit. The whole like I no. like the entire reason Why that did I you watch these this? two matches because after I heard everything, I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? I had to see how bad it was for myself, also because I really wanted to hear all those chants. Yeah, hey, John? Oh, boy. I have a question for you. Yeah. For the first 15 minutes of the match, were you constantly looking at the entranceway going, where's Becky? Yeah, kinda. That was the entire match. I couldn't get into it because I kept thinking, where's Becky? Why isn't Becky here? Is Becky coming yet? This match isn't gonna... This match can't, like, progress at all until Becky shows up. 
And then yeah, she finally like, this showed is up clearly obvious what's going to happen here. But yeah, it was clear from the minute that she was announced as being the referee. Lacey Evans was the referee for Corbin versus Rollins. Because Rollins can't hit a lady. Also, another question. Where the fuck did John Cone come from in the end? He was, uh... He was part of the referees coming out trying to break up Becky and, uh, Lacey. Oh. So he just, like, unilaterally said, I guess I'll stay here. Yeah, because... I'm the new ref, it's me! He got called into the ring. I think Rollins are called, they said, come in here. And he did. No, no, I think, My point, I think, I think is, Corbin called him in, that? actually. Anyone with a referee? Again, any referee? My point here is, can you do that? Yeah, if, if the referees are capacitated, there's always you know, replacement referees. That feels like a call that has to be made from the back, though, not just by a fucking wrestler. Well, Cor- I think Corbin called him in and did before realizing who he was. So. I guess because he got to pick the referee, he also got to pick the replacement referee. And he uh, fucked up. None of this makes sense. Of course not. Fuck it. Well, I will say, we'll we'll also get to that in NXT. Okay. But that's it for uh, Stomping Grounds. It was a show that had some okay stuff, but a lot of bad stuff. Better than it had any right to be? still makes sense that it they only sold like 4,500 tickets. Not making me excited for Extreme Rules. Do you hear how many tickets they sold for Raw this week, Owen? How many? 3,500. Wow! Where were, where were they? Everett, Washington. Okay, that makes sense. Hey, John. Still, though. Let's quickly talk about the main roster stuff. Do we have to? Yeah. I mean, I just have a few points. Like, the big thing was that apparently WWE does not want to have wrestling during commercial breaks. Which, the rumor going around in the sheets is that apparently this is just fucking something that Vince just kind of threw out on a whim and they're just rolling with. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I, I, I can vouch for that. That is what it is. What the fuck? He thought that was the problem. The problem was that the momentum of the matches was, you know, breaking down because they had to have the rest holds during the commercials. And their solution is, let's just stop everything during commercials. Let's have everything be an elimination match or a two out of three falls match where suddenly now we have to have a reset time. And also, like, they go to commercial... And they just do nothing. Everybody just sits there like, how the fuck, how the fuck is that not going to like piss off your live audience? Like that's just going to make the show feel even fucking longer. I'm very curious what it's like to be in the arena when that happens. I am. I can already tell you what it's like to be in the arena because look, man, we've been there for what they do when like they'll just randomly go to commercial and do like, oh, hey, we're doing an entrance for a person, and then all the lights just go off. Yeah, but I'm curious how it is in the middle of a match, like how how the feeling is. Like, it seems weird. Yeah, it sounds horrible. And also, everything's two out of three falls matches now. Or elimination matches. Or 
someone interferes after a match, and then we come back, and now it's a multi-team match, which was what happened on SmackDown. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, as soon as I went to commercial, I fucking said, I bet you we come back, and it's a, it's a tag with all these people. And of course it yeah, was. Yeah, and that's when I turned SmackDown off. I should have. I just had it on the background, like, I... Need I need to watch it for the show in case something stupid happens. Oh, by the way, if for people in the United States, uh, we had two matches that went on during commercial breaks because of their deal with USA for SmackDown, where they have to do that twice a show. Yeah, I don't understand. Totally contradicting the entire point of what they were doing. Isn't that cool? I guess not. Hold on a second. I guess John disappeared. Anyway, we're going to keep going because this is a live show. Uh, what else happened? Oh, man, this next thing John would have liked to be here for. And it is that Bray Wyatt's puppets apparently are out of the funhouse and they're just showing up in the background of shots. Like, Abby the Witch was there. And... We also had, uh... Mercy the Buzzard show up in the background. And I guess this means we're gonna have Bray Wyatt debut soon? Maybe at Extreme Rules? Which... Is the thing that is tempting me? Oh, by the way, for folks wondering where John is, uh, Discord crashed, so he'll he'll be back. It's the magic of live podcasting. Uh, Oscar says, remember when you could keep watching the match live on the WWE app? I thought that was cool. I liked that idea. Also, I liked my idea of, during the Royal Rumble, having multiple cameras on the app that you could go to so you could... Figure out all the madness going on in the ring. But I guess that's a little too much. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, Bray Wyatt makes debut at Extreme Rules, and that would be cool. It's still not enough to get me to go to the show. The other spooky thing that they're hinting at for Extreme Rules is that, well, it's not much of a hint. They pretty much announced it is uh, Undertaker showed up on Raw, surprisingly, like, as an actual surprise, and is going to team with Roman Reigns to take on uh, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a tag match. Which I don't understand, outside of the fact that we had uh, The Undertaker notice how bad the match was in in Saudi Arabia, and went, I need to erase that immediately. So, I need to, I need to do something, and apparently he's gonna team with Roman, the guy who was supposed to end his career, but Undertaker keeps showing up. I don't know, this sucks. I should be excited about The Undertaker, but I'm not. I know Oscar was excited about The Undertaker and contemplating flying out here for the show, but come on, man. Undertaker's old. You saw the Saudi Arabia match. Oh, no. All right, you didn't see it because no one watched it. 
But you heard about it, and it's all gifts. No, don't do that. Oscar sa says, I need to work with the best wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon. And you're not wrong? Because he has the cup and the title, so clearly he is the best in the world, but no. Come on, man. And, uh... The last thing for the main roster I want to talk about while we're waiting for John to get back is that I still enjoy the 24-7 championship. John's updating me that the Discord won't restart. So I'm going to tell him, LOL. Whoopsies. So hopefully John will be back because he was the one that watched NXT. So, um, yeah, the 24-7 the championship was defended and changed hands a lot this week. Because last time we saw it was Drake Maverick outside of SmackDown dressing as Carmella and pinning our truth to take it to his wedding. Then, at his wedding, our truth showed up and pinned him and got the belt back. Which is a hilarious video, and they were teasing before the video went out that uh, that Maxel, King Maxel, uh, Matt Hardy's son, had won the belt, but unfortunately that was not the case. Then we had about like twenty people show up before he Slayer match on SmackDown, and the belt changed hands like five times, and our truth won it twice. EC3 won it one of the times. Heath Slater won it one of the times. That's cool. They actually have... Well, Heath Slater's won championships before, but this is EC3's first championship in WWE, which kind of sad, but still. But yeah, R-Truth's now an eight-time champion, and it's great, and I love it. It's so stupid. I, I, I love that belt. So, uh, John is still gone. For people uh, tuning in live and can see the Discord thing is in his place. That's weird. But hopefully he comes back. Let's see if he wrote... Oh no, that's Discord telling me that he kicked me out of the call because John's not there! That's fun. Anywho. I guess since... John's not here. I can talk about Fighter Fest, which is coming up this Saturday, as all AEW shows are. And uh, let's run down the card. Let's do that. Wait, hold on. John's typing something. We may have an update from John. Coming back. The phone's doing the thing where you see the three dots that he typed. He's typing, but didn't say. Oh, here we go. It still won't restart. I probably have to restart my computer. That's hilarious. But yeah, while John restarts his computer and tries to rejoin us, I'm gonna go. I might just have to go on without him. I I don't. I didn't watch. Alright, I'll read his NXT notes after we cover uh, Fighter Fest. 
So let's talk about Fighter Fest this Saturday. Three matches on the buy-in, which is weird because Fighter Fest is free for everyone. If you don't know, Fighter Fest is free also in Canada, Oscar. Uh, John, Oscar says that he could fill in for John, and uh, no, no. Uh, Oscar says, uh, also says, to be fair, I'm not excited for, for The Undertaker wrestling, but I would like to see him live once. You haven't seen him live? That's a shame. I've seen Undertaker wrestle a whole bunch of times. I saw him fight CM Punk at WrestleMania. In his last win of his streak before he lost it. So let's go through the Fighter Fest card with the buy-in, which again... Free in the U.S. and Canada. I think it might be free in the U.K. I think they're working on that. Either that or it's 10 bucks. It's fine. Uh, we have a hardcore match between Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabaley, which is going to be a sh total shit show. I don't, I don't know why they keep doing this. I guess because it's CEO. Uh, we have... I... Who do, who do I think would... Is there really going to be a winner of this match? I'm not quite sure. I'm guessing it's going to be Nakazawa because he's the actual wrestler. We'll go with that. We have uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta against SCU's Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian taking on Private Party of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. And, uh... This should be a fun match. I'm wondering if they're gonna do it as a, a you know three men legal in the ring, or you know with two people active and tagging out. I'm assuming it's gonna be three people active, which should add a lot of fun with these wrestlers involved. But I think you should give this one to the best friends. I think they need the momentum most. SCU already has another match in on the card later that they're probably going to win. So I'm going to give it to the best friends. And the third buy-in match is uh, Kylie Ray against Leva Bates, which I guess she's the librarian or one of the librarians. I, I don't know what they're doing with that character. I just know it's weird. Kylie Ray was in a major match at uh, Double or Nothing. So I I think you'd give her the win, right? She's like someone that you really should like build up. So I'm going to say Kylie Ray gets that win. Then we have on the main card a triple threat between Yuka, Sakazaki, Riho, and Nyla Rose. And this one is a t it's going to be an excellent match first off cuz these these triple threats are excellent. We almost had a triple threat at with the women at Double or Nothing before we became a four-way. Do not think they're going to add Awesome Kong to this one. But I think this is since Nala Rose didn't get the victory at uh, at Double or Nothing. This is the time where you start pushing her, especially with a lot of eyes on her. For being a uh, a trailblazer with her, you know, who she is. 
and having a major spot in professional in a big professional wrestling company, which is awesome. I love it. It's great. Definitely get behind her. She's she can get benefit from this win, so give it to her. Uh, Oscar says that they should just add Awesome Kong to every triple threat. You're not wrong, but also she can't move very well, so I don't want her to die. So please protect her. We have Cody Rhodes against Darby Allen. Why? I don't know. Cody's gonna win. I guess. Cody's got a more important match coming up at Fight for the Fallen. Christopher Daniels against Seema. Uh, this is a uh, stemming from the six-man tag that they had to kick off uh, Double or Nothing. And I really enjoyed that match. I thought Christopher Daniels is way more, you know, quick and on top of shit than I thought he would be, especially with him getting older. Uh, Simo looked great, but didn't have a whole lot of time. You know, he wasn't the main focus because it was a multi-man tag. I think this could be a huge spotlight for him to really show off what OWE is all about. So, yeah. I still think Christopher Daniels is going to get the win, though, because he's the more popular person, especially in front of the CEO crowd. So, I'm going to give it to him. Fatal 4-Way. This is going to rule. This is Adam Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF. I think this could be great to start you know, further watering the seeds of MJF versus Adam Page. Because I feel like after All Out, this has to be his first program. MJF is so great. He was one of the top stars of Double or Nothing. And also, fucking Jimmy Havoc's in this match. And Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy's great. Jimmy Havoc's freaking insane. I think this is going to be wild. I think they should give this match plenty of time. I th- I'm really looking forward to this one. But I think Adam Page has to win it because he's the one with the world championship title shot coming up. Unless you want to, you know, have MJF steal it by throwing him out of the ring and picking up the pin on Jungle Boy. Because I feel Jungle Boy is the one who can take the fall in this one. But yeah, I can see either Adam Page getting the clean win or MJF stealing it by not doing any of the work. Either way, it's going to be great. If they give it enough time. John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Boy. This is something. Joey Janela, John Moxley, they teased, they teased this after Double or Nothing, and now we're getting this match. Um... If we see the John Moxley that we saw in New Japan so far, especially with the Juice Robinson match, then sign me the hell up. This is still a CEO, so I don't think he's going to go completely insane because he kind of has to save himself for the G1 coming up. But I don't think he gives a shit. He's just going to fucking do some stupid-ass spots. It's going to be awesome. Joe Janelle is an insane person. You saw him at All In. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be great. John Moxley's going to get the win, though, because he's the bigger star. And also, he's got the, the Kenny Omega match coming up. Speaking of Kenny Omega, 
The main event is a six-person tag between Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, taking on the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. I don't know much about Laredo Kid, but from what they've been promoting, he seems like he's going to fit in just fine here. This match clearly going to be the main event. Clearly going to steal the show. The uh, Lucha Bros and Young Bucks were fantastic with their chemistry in their last few matches. And plus Kenny Omega's there. Despite his problematic Twitter tweeting. Which again, 100%, he was 100% correct. But still not the place to do it in his position. Um, he's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. So, hell yeah, let's do this. I think this will be the match of the show. And I think that because it's Young Bucks and Omega are part of the group putting this whole show together, they have to be the ones to close it out with the win and thank everyone for being there. So they'll get the win. And that's it for Fighter Fest. That's remember that's free this Saturday on BR Live or I guess on Fights in the in Canada, so make sure you check it out. Could be fun. I think our pal uh, Michael's going to be at the show. So hopefully he has something for the website to write about it. And if he's at the show, he should do something. And uh, by the way, I looked over the NXT notes that I said I was going to read. And I, I'm going to say I couldn't do these justice because it's a lot of yelling in John's voice. So if you want to... I, I know this isn't great, but if you want to... Get John's hot takes on NXT this week, then uh, it'll be in our show notes on Patreon at patreon.cool. And uh, the thing is, the, sh- the notes are just like a dollar a month, which is twenty five cents for this episode. It's not. It's not a lot of money. Plus, uh, you should subscribe to the Patreon. If I'm in the the, pl- in the shills business here, let me put the outro thing on the stream there, because we're wrapping this bad boy up. Um, yeah. Uh, Patreon, coming up, starting in July, the G1 Climax is happening. Me and Trace will be back at it again with doing podcasts for all of the G1. We're, we're covering the whole thing. We're going to watch every show, we're going to talk about every match, in a series of podcasts exclusive for patrons. However, just like last year, the first show, you know, for the opening night in Dallas, our coverage of that will be for the, the 999 tier, which is will be the exclusive podcast for the month. After that, all the ones covering the, the different nights of the G1, those will be available for all patrons. So it doesn't matter if you pay a dollar or if you pay... 10 bucks, or if you want to pay the really high tier to make me do bad things on the internet, it'll be available for everyone on the, who's a patron, so that's our that's our thank you for everyone who supports us, uh, we'll be covering the entire G1, and you'll watch me and Trace slowly fall into madness, and John claimed that he's going to show up for some of the episodes, I don't believe him because he's going to realize how daunting the G1 is. Because if so, if you guys haven't watched the entire G1 before, it's it's a lot of wrestling in a very short period of time. It's a lot of wrestling. 
So we're going to rest up, we're going to do that. That's for all patrons, patreon.cool. Make sure you subscribe and help support the website and us doing the podcast. It's re- We seriously appreciate everyone. Our pal Oscar in the chat is one of our patrons, and uh, we greatly appreciate him. His opinions are real bad, but he helps make this show happen. As do all our patrons, so thank you so much. Um, we do this show, Heel Turn, live every Wednesday at 9.30, well, between 9 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find out when we're going live by following twitch.tv slash ozoneonline or checking us on Twitter at The Heel Turn. Uh, Facebook, just search for ProWrestling.Cool. We're on there. We, we post when our podcasts and our news stories and all that up on there, so check that out. If you want to follow John on Twitter, it's at IamJohnGM. I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. And, uh, yeah, I don't think John's coming back. He'll be back next week, though, because as he alluded to at the beginning of the show, uh, something strange is going to be popping up in the podcast feed next Thursday, the 4th of July. So, I'm sure that'll be spectacular. Whatever it is that John has cooking. Because I'm gonna be at the beach. I'm, I'm it's, it's it's American holiday. I'm I'm get, I'm out of here. I I ain't hanging out in the podcast studio. So hopefully, while you guys are all enjoying the fireworks, you'll enjoy whatever it is that the show is next week. Don't don't share it with your family though. I don't I I don't. It's John is making something, so I'm assuming it's not family friendly. But it'll be great. Make sure you check it out. Uh, yeah, that'll be next week and. We'll be back in the studio. I hope John's back. Uh, if John comes back, we'll be back in two weeks with another live episode of Heel Turn. Oh, wait, hold on. Two weeks. That's going to be around the time of... Yeah, we'll be doing the lead-up for uh, Extreme Rules and the uh, the Evolve show. So, yeah, that'd be great. We had a great week to come back. So We'll, we'll be back then. And until then... Y'all come back now, you hear? This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network. Produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com. <laughs>